You're listening to the Strong Towns Podcast. Welcome to the Week Ahead podcast with Chuck and Rachel. It's been a little while since we've done one of these. Um, Chuck, how are you doing? How was your Thanksgiving? Hey, Thanksgiving was fantastic. Um, my only complaint, and it's a, a modest one, is that our snow is all gone. Uh, we're now, I, I think today it's 40, it's going to be like a high of 43 degrees, which is not exactly snow weather. And um, we're supposed to be in the 40s all week, which is really a bummer because we had we had the beginnings of like a winter wonderland and now it is just all gone. And I, I love Minnesota, but Minnesota is not a very pretty state when everything is dead and you're wow. waiting for snow. Yeah. It's just not, it's just, it's like, uh, there's something missing, but it'll come. Yeah. It's I'm the same here for us. In addition to Thanksgiving, we also just finished our black Friday parking day. Um, yeah. did you, I, I think I saw that you went out and took some photos. Oh yeah. How was yeah. that? We, I, I have always done this with my daughters and they're old enough now to complain, <laughs> <laughs> you know, back in the day they would, they would complain maybe a little bit like, why are we stopping a parking lot, Dan? But, um, now they actually preemptively complain, like, I don't want to go do this. And, yeah. uh, it was always like my wife. Uh, is a news reporter and she always worked the day after Thanksgiving. So it was like my day with the two girls and we would go out to eat. Uh, you know, we'd go out and have lunch. We would um, do a little bit of shopping for mom and, uh, and, and shoot pictures of parking lots. They want, they want nothing to do with it this year. Um, and this year also my wife has switched jobs and she did not have to work the day after Thanksgiving. So we wound up doing like a small, like I, 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 I was honest with them. I was going to say, say I tricked them. I kind of did. I told them we might take a couple pictures, but it won't be like the focus of the day. And they were like, okay, we'll go do it. And we went shopping and you know, they got, they got their mom some things, which is, you know, what the whole trip was about. But I, I did manage to take a few pictures. I will say having done this in the same spot for the same, you know, for quite a few years now with the same parking lots, this was the this was the busiest Black Friday that I've seen in six years. Yeah, and it's it's fascinating because there's a there's an article in the paper on uh, on Monday too about the unemployment rate for the area, and we're de we we led the state during the the bad years. We had I mean in the city of Brainerd we had twenty percent unemployment. It was. It was bad. Countywide, we were like the one of the worst counties in the state at like eleven and a half or twelve percent. We are at three point something now. It's, it's I mean, economists would call it full employment. It, it's it's really crazy, and I actually see. It's funny because, uh, you know, I'm like more bearish on things than I've ever been. <laughs> um, uh, but you look around and that pessimism is not shared by very many around here. Everybody is optimistic, yeah. feeling good. The malls are full. The, uh, you know, the big box stores are full of people. Uh, Baxter, the neighboring like suburban strip city has, has strip malls that were mm -hmm. built in 2008 that are still not full. 
I mean, they've been, they've been now we're, we're, it'll be 10 years next year uh, since they were built and they're still uh, half empty, wow. but they're building more. There's more being constructed there. So it's, it's hard to, you know, I, it, it's funny because I think our, it's it, it sometimes it, it was easier maybe to explain strong towns to people in mm-hmm. a time when everybody was hurting. And now it's a time when, I mean, people mm-hmm. are obviously feeling a little bit more confident for whatever reason. And around here, people still get it. I mean, I, I think we're far enough along in this conversation where it makes some sense. And, and governments certainly are not doing well, even if the economy is. Uh, local governments are still struggling. Ours is. Uh, so, but I, I just, I, I was struck by how vigorous um you know, the, uh, the, the shopping mall activity was, I've, I've not seen it like that in my lifetime, really. And yet I'm betting the parking lots were not full. Oh, and yet the parking lots were not full. No, <laughs> that's true. Uh, that is very true. I was still managed to find lots of wide open spaces and, uh, you know, the, the black Friday parking thing, uh, is, is fascinating. Cause we, we started this as just, um, a thing amongst a few friends and it's grown into this, you know, national deal. That's pretty big deal. Now it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty amazing. I still go back to the same mall parking lot. And even though the mall is really busy, uh, I'd say a third of those spots are not taken. Yeah. So yeah, I, we're massively overparked. Yeah. I was just hanging out with family on Friday, but then I went and looked at the, you know, Twitter feed the next day and even in the photos that people posted where it looks at first glance, like, oh, wow, that's a really full parking lot. If you look closely, you still see a bunch of empty spots, like even in yeah. the most busy looking photos. So every year really proves this point. <laughs> you sent me one or you put one on our, our Slack channel mm-hmm. um, where the headline was, you know, the busiest, like the, this ball has never been so busy um, the parking lots are all full. Mm-hmm. And then you looked at the photo. I mean, that was the headline. Yeah. And then you look at the photo and like the parking lots, like a fourth empty. Yeah. I think their, and, I think their headline uh, was even the parking lot is almost full. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. this is it. The parking lot is almost full. What? <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I mean, maybe it was someone different captioning the photo than writing the headline. I mean, I know that's how they do it at papers, but I, I looked at that and I'm like, I, that's nutty. Like, you know, but I, you know, I, I think I talked to my parents and uh, they would say, oh, the mall parking lot was full, mm-hmm. you know, even though it's, it's a quarter empty. Yeah. Uh, and it's full for them is I can't find a spot in like the first, right. you know, four or five places. I got to park like way back. Right. So I, I'm going through this parking thing right now in, uh, in my hometown. And I'm actually putting together, and, and I will publish, I will share it with everybody. I'm, I'm putting together a memo for my planning commission mm-hmm. uh, colleagues, which I'm, I'm now on the planning commission this year. Uh, we are, uh, the school district wants to uh, vacate a, a roadway and then tear down a 19th, a depression era school, a- along with tear down basically a block of houses. Um, to add parking to the high school. <sighs> uh, yeah. And it's, it, it, there's, there's a couple things that are just bizarre about it. Um, the first one is there's, there's plenty of parking, mm-hmm. like, but it's a ways away, right? You got to walk. Um, 
when I was, when I went to high school there, they had this thing called the pit. You parked uh, down in this hole, basically, and this, this hole that was kind of worthless and they made it in a parking lot, which is actually a pretty good use for mm-hmm. it. But you had to walk up maybe, uh, I'm, I'm going to guess it would have been like five or six stories. Um, it was just a, you know, we were in a hole and you just walked up these steps and it went on and on. And, it, you know, on the br- brutally cold days, it was brutally cold. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you were a kid park, driving to school. Yeah. I mean, you know, first world problems. Come on. Uh, now that is, that, that's not good enough. Like we're, that's been closed off. And there is the rush to acquire more and more parking around the high school. And, it, it, the tragic thing of it is, is it is the gateway to like, you will drive as you drive into mm-hmm. town, you will drive past now two two full city blocks mm-hmm. that will just be empty. There will just be parking lot, just this massive, yeah. you know, surface parking lot. And I asked the superintendent who came and gave a presentation to us. I said, you know, it, this, this is not like the gateway we want. Uh, are, do you have any worry that this is going to make, Brainerd just looked like a desolate wasteland. And she goes, Oh no, well, we're having lots of events. There'll be lots of people in the parking lot. <laughs> no, beautiful. No, 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 no. You're, you're thinking of this wrong. So I, not to mention, I'm like, trying, I'm sh- if this is a public school, I'm sure there are buses provided for all of these kids to oh, get there. Totally. Of all yeah, the types of people yeah, to induce driving, uh, 16 year olds who know, just got their I license, know. not, uh, not, yeah. Who, what I would be in favor who are of. being served by public buses already. Yeah, yeah I know. Wow. Um, the, the, here's, here's where I'm struggling though. And it's funny because I, you know, I think people uh, that listen to us maybe assume and assume incorrectly that, you know, I show up at my planning commission meetings and I make, you know, I, I, I make the strong town's case for what we should do. And everybody just goes, Ooh, ah, yeah, that's what we should do. And it's, it, there couldn't be anything more further from reality. Uh, I, part of the school district's presentation on all these renovations they want to do was to point out how many parking stalls the city requires. So they'll say, you know, we have this neighborhood school here. We're looking at tearing it down. Uh, one of the reasons we're going to tear it down is because we don't have enough parking. The city requires 50 some stalls and we only have 32. Um, so what I'm trying to get the city to do and, and understand I am now part of the official city, yeah. right? What I'm trying to get them to do is just repeal, not all parking requirements everywhere. That would be too crazy. They'd flip out over that, but just repeal the requirements for school mm-hmm. buildings. So in other words, the school district wants to put in all this parking anyway. It's like their MO. I'm like, let's not give them our ordinance as like the excuse, right? Let's, let's get rid of our requirements and then we'll deal with them based on, you know, whatever their needs are. Oh, I'm telling you, I've been at this since uh. August and I finally have a public hearing coming up this month. And it was a split vote just to get a hearing to actually talk about it, let alone have a recommendation uh, to approve it, send it to the council, have them approve it. Wow. Every year when I think this parking thing, I wonder if this parking thing's run its course this year. You know, if people will, will be real enthused about Black Friday parking. I just realized like we are so culturally, our little conversation, you know, I think people get it. As soon as you get like one ring outside of hardcore strong towns mm-hmm. advocates, uh, the parking thing gets 
culturally so much yeah. more screwed up. You know, the, our, our conversation is so Well, wide. it's really just something that if you've never stopped to think about it, it seems completely normal to you. Like, of course, every building should be required to provide parking because how am I going to get to this place and park there? Um, it, it takes like stepping back and thinking like, why do we have these requirements and where do they come from to, to really get to right. the bottom of it? And I think so we'll keep pushing that. Someone posted, someone posted on our Facebook uh, feed um, in response to one of the articles that we mm-hmm. had shared uh, something that I actually copied and I'm putting in the memo I'm putting together to the, uh, to mm-hmm. the planning commission. They, they wrote, and this was all tongue in cheek, right? Um, they said, our city is struggling financially. Here's the solution. Let's mandate the least efficient, least productive use of property that generates almost no tax revenue. Even better, it's environmentally harmful and looks ugly mm-hmm. too. And it's like, yeah, that that's exactly, I mean, in a nutshell, that's exactly what we've done. We've said, uh, you know, the gateway to the city, everybody driving in, we have this historic uh, 1930s, you know, beautiful school building. Can't figure out what to do with it. So let's tear it down and let's change that land to like the least productive, no tax revenue kind of thing we could ever, we could possibly consider doing. And I, my goodness, it, it's, it is kind of just bizarre, but yet culturally the every, you know, I, I will be the odd person mm-hmm. out here in my community saying we should keep this school and not turn it into a parking yeah. lot. Well, best of luck on that. Yeah. If you've been listening to the podcast at all over the last week, you probably noticed that we had a member drive and we are really appreciative of everyone who's joined us. There have been hundreds of people, so we'll not spend the rest of the podcast listing off all of their names, but thank you so much to everyone who's participated. And as we mentioned, uh, we're really aiming to get 2000 members by the end of the year so we can be 2000 strong. And last time I checked, uh, like an hour ago, we were at 1,974. So we're super close. If you have been procrastinating, I've got an update for you. Oh, updated number. Oh yeah. I've got an update. Cause we started, I mean, we started this thing at 1,690, I think. Yeah. So we had over 300. Yeah. We had like 310 to go Mm -hmm. to get to our goal. We are now 24 away. We're 1,976. Yep. So like, seriously, <laughs> if people listening, right, like you could be the 2000th person yeah. right now. And we're going to call that person up and uh, feature them on the podcast. Uh, if they're, if they're Absolutely. willing, of course. So yeah, let's hope I would we love are to, able to publish that podcast in like a day or two. Help us get there. That would be sweet. Yep. We are so close. Mm-hmm. Um, are we going to talk shop now too? Uh, yes, I was definitely going to bring that up. So we have Good. some exciting announcements that we'll be dropping this week and next week, but we'll give our podcast listeners the sneak peek. Um, we are finally at long last rolling out some Strong Towns t-shirts. People have been asking for them for years and we've, we've got them ready to go. And so, we'll, yeah, if you're a member, you'll be getting an email about that later this week. And our members are all going to get a 25% discount uh, off of the shirt price. They're pretty reasonable to begin with. Um, and you also have the opportunity, if you haven't become a member yet, to uh, buy a shirt and get a membership included in that purchase. So if you need that little incentive to help us get to 2,000 strong, uh, please do that. So are we, are we ready to like, can we, pu- we'll, we'll publish the link to that. that uh, well, let's give them the address because yeah. I, I think tomorrow 
we're publishing this podcast today, yes. Tuesday, right? Yeah. Yeah, so this is going to go out to people today. We're actually not publishing the uh, the merchandise page on our website till tomorrow, I think, um, along with some email stuff that Kia is rolling out. But if you're listening to the podcast right now, you can just shortcut all of that. You can go to strongtowns.shop. So we actually bought the uh, the URL, strongtowns.shop, mm-hmm. S-H-O-P. And uh, you can pick from uh, from one of those two T-shirts. Um, we do plan to, we, we've had people for years have been begging us to do t-shirts and I've kind of been hesitant because I, I didn't want to do anything that would be junky for small. Yeah. And, uh, second of all, you know, it was, it was kind of like, I, 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 I just wanted, I wanted it to be nice basically. And we, we had some designs and we had maybe like a half dozen we were looking at and we just decided for the first iteration, let's just go simple. Mm-hmm. And so there's a there's two simple t-shirts there's like a there's a a navy blue and there's a white with the strong towns logo on it. Uh we do hope to over the you know over the next year roll out some other models and some other versions mm-hmm. of this. Um but for now we're going to keep it simple and uh and see what happens. Yeah, we need to get so our t-shirts. Work, I don't even have mine yet. Well, work incrementally, right? That's <laughs> the way we uh that's the way we roll. Yeah. I ordered mine oh, already. Okay, I better do that. I ordered one of each for myself. Oh, wow. um, so I'm, I'm kind of anxious to get them and see. I know if you want them by Christmas, you have to order them like by the end of the week, yeah. which is really a mm-hmm. bummer. But uh, the fulfillment place we've got has a – will, like, will not guarantee Christmas delivery af- you know, after November. So part of the deal, uh, wish it were not that way. But, um, you know, get it after Christmas too. It's yeah. cool. These would make a good Christmas present, though. So would our new book, which is coming out, uh, hopefully within the next few days, week tops. Uh, Thoughts on Building Strong Towns, Volume 3. We've been working on it for a long time, and we've had uh, some fantastic helpers who helped with editing process. Thank you to those members. Uh, And, of course, we had plenty of our members whose articles are going to be featured in the books. So yeah, this is, this is exciting. Um, I'm ready to finally get this published and get it out. So again, if you're a member, you'll get an email about that with, um, we'll, we'll hook you guys up with a free like ebook version of it. And then if you want to buy the hard copy, those will be available really soon too. So get excited Absolutely. and get on our email list. Uh, if you want those updates. We tell people that membership is not about like member benefits. It's about supporting the movement and, and, you know, saying like, we want this to be in front of more people. We want this message to go more places. Here's, here's my contribution to making that happen. (laughs) But every now and then we are able to give a little bit of, uh, you know, kickback kind of, uh, benefit, little Benny to, uh, the members. Mm -hmm. A thank you. Yeah. And uh, a free copy of the uh, the ebook is one, and uh, the the discount on T-shirts is another. So, yeah, it's it's kind of fun to be able to do those things. Our members do a lot, and uh, when we can do something like that, it's uh, it it feels yeah. good. So, you are almost done with your events for the year, thank goodness. Um, but in a couple of days, you're headed to <laughs> Montreal, which is exciting. Have you been there before? 
Uh, I have been to Montreal. It's gorgeous. I went uh, with my wife and nice. um, we had a wedding we went to in Maine a couple of years ago and we decided to, because we hadn't taken a trip, the two of us, since the kids mm -hmm. were born, my kids are 10 and 13 now. So that's been quite a while. Uh, we took a trip by ourselves, um, spent a couple of days in Montreal and then went to the wedding and came home. We were only got like a few mm -hmm. days. It wasn't like a a huge trip, but, uh, we had a, we had a great time. We both really enjoyed, uh, enjoyed it. It kind of felt like, you know, we couldn't get to Europe, but it kind yeah. of felt, you know, like a, a European city in many yeah, ways. Uh, it had that, it had that vibe more than just the language. Um, you know, the layout's gorgeous and we, we rented bikes and spent a day biking. Nice. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was fantastic. I'm, I'm going to be in, in Montreal. We've got a member meetup Thursday night. Mm -hmm. And, uh, if you've, uh, if you should have gotten, you know, uh, information on that in your email, if you're a member and in the Montreal area, uh, we should have, you should have gotten something from us already. If not, uh, get a hold of us and we'll, uh, we'll get you the information. Uh, anytime you travel across, uh, the, the, the boundary line between the U S and Canada, and, uh, it, it just makes everything take long. So I'm actually speaking for like an hour mm -hmm. and then I'm doing a whole bunch of interviews for TV and, and radio. they've got like five interviews lined up for me. Awesome. Um, but I have to leave like early Wednesday and I'm not going to get home till like really late on Friday. Ugh. I'm like, oh, that's just for one hour of talking. Yeah. That's what it's going to be. So it'll be fun. We'll make a, we'll make a fun time out of it. And, uh, lots of time in airports for me over the next couple of days. Yeah. What have you been reading or listening to lately that's of interest? I know we we can look forward to your best books of the year uh, post in a couple, in a week or two here, but um, yeah. do you have anything recently that you've been uh, reading, maybe over the break? It's interesting because I, I put together, um, I started putting together my list of the books that I've read this year. And in years past, I've been in the 60 mid fifties to 60 some book range number of books I read a year. And this year, I think I'm going to be below 40. I've mm -hmm. been really, I've been really down for a number of reasons. Um, I think, you know, one of the main ones is that I've been reading a lot more just fiction and I was trying to think like, why, why have I been doing that? And I think a lot of it is, I just have been so like a lot of people kind of burned out with the news cycle. Yeah. And I've just, <laughs> it might be that I've just like wanted the escape. Uh, you know, like I've, I've really wanted, uh, you know, the escape this year. So my list is, uh, it's going to be like a third, maybe, maybe even a half, uh, fiction this year, which is kind of crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm actually reading two books right now. Um, one is called behave hmm. the uh let me get the sub thing here the biology of humans at our worst at our best and worst hmm. and i love the premise of the book because he starts with um basically like an action that someone takes and what is it that makes us take that action and he starts with uh basically like the the motor reflex that we have, the unconscious, like uh, system one kind of way we approach yeah. things. And I'm so far into the book now that he's actually talking about uh, the difference between adolescent and adult brains, 
how hormones affect our brain, how genetics affect us, but also how we, uh, how our genes change over time and how our environment affects mm -hmm. our genes. He basically is going through everything that goes into the actions that we take. And what you realize is that the whole debate over nature and nurture is just silly. <laughs> you know, it, it is, it, the answer is yes. Uh, it is everything. Uh, and, and it's just this complex web of stuff. It's a fascinating book. It's one of these where I will give it like an hour and then I got to stop and yeah. uh, just let my mind. Rec I'm also uh, reading a fiction book called the frozen hours. Uh, a guy named Jeff Shara wrote this. Uh, I've read all of his books. Uh, I, they're, um, historical okay. fiction and this one is a historical fiction about the korean war oh, okay. and it, yeah it i have to say of all his books it's kind of it, it's kind of um been slow uh, like a mm -hmm. slow slog and i think part of it, it has been a slow slog because uh that's the way this conflict is the way you're supposed to feel yeah. about this conflict uh up to this point but i got to the kind of linchpin of it uh, last night at about 11 o'clock. And I finally had to at like one in the morning, quit reading and say, okay, I got, I, I could keep reading all night, but I have to stop this because I need sleep. Uh, it's, it's been a, it's, it, it just turned on me and has gotten just mm -hmm. fascinating. So yeah, I'm having fun with that. Sounds good. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing your favorite books of the year list. How, what do you usually whittle it down to like five? I do my top five that I read. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I keep track of them on Pinterest. So I, I do a link to my Pinterest list of everything I read during the year mm -hmm. so people can see. Um, I, yeah, I, I actually, I have, I definitely have five great books that I've read this year, five that I'll definitely recommend. And I'm, mm -hmm. I don't know if I'll do that next week or the week after it'll be coming up in the next couple of weeks, but yeah, that, it's always fun. It's fun to look back at the ones I did last year and the year before. Cause um, yeah. I, I went back this year and like thinking fast and slow. Mm -hmm. uh, I did that book again this year oh, uh, on okay. audio just because it, I like, I need a, I need a refresher. It is such a, it's such a heady book. I also did Sapiens again this year. Um, I went through Homo Deus. Mm -hmm. We talked about earlier in the year and I, I went back and, and listened on audio to uh, Sapiens again uh, just because I felt like, you know, I, I needed, I needed a refresher on that one too. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a, a little bit of that. Awesome. Well, everyone, uh, remember to become a member, please. If you haven't already done that yet, we're so close to our goal. Help us get there. We would really appreciate that. Otherwise, uh, we'll wrap it up for today and we've got another podcast for you coming up on Thursday. Great. Thanks everyone. Take care. Take care. We need your help. If you think the Strong Town's message is important, don't keep it to yourself. Pass it on. You can get more information and sign up to be a member of Strong Towns at strongtowns.org.